I'm sorry. I'm sorry about everything. just complaining about random shit in particular parts of their body hurting and them always going like oh I can't my fucking pinky toe twitched the wrong way this morning that means grandpa's gonna die next Tuesday you know it's just like some weird shit so bro we're, we're Puerto yeah. Rican that's like that's yeah. horrible yeah alright and so it actually get. happens too that's what I'm getting to fucking yesterday woke up no idea how, but the toe next to my big toe hurt like a motherfucker. Just the tip of it. Like I like I kicked it hard as shit on something or something. Oh, man. But that's the thing. Nothing happened. I was asleep. So no one died? I don't know. That's what I'm asking you guys for. Like, oh. apparently that shit's true, huh? Like, you just wake up and then parts of your body hurt that are just made how up. How long ago did this happen? Because we've been having several divorces in my family. Two days ago. <laughs> All right. Hold on. So essentially what you're saying is your your pinky toe mm-hmm. destroyed E3 permanently. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the reason why. Like I, I got Yo. no, no, and you're the reason why I got teary eye when Captain Ray Hall passed away, you son of a bitch. You murdered both like you murdered my childhood in one pinky toe. How do we unlock the rest of my power? Because <laughs> <laughs> if my power is to just make you unhappy, we have to we have to find out what I'm We need to get him the key of solstice. He needs a hyperbolic time chamber. He needs to train. Stop being like Frieza. <laughs> Bro, that's the most hilarious thing. Frieza in Dragon Ball Z finally trains and he becomes black. <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> Good job, Brandon. What? Killing our killing my childhood. You proud of yourself? Yes. Your pinky toe is probably the reason why they're changing fucking Silver Surfer. <laughs> is that confirmed? Is because I, I the most I've seen of it is just random people saying this is what's gonna happen. But then those people um, like source each other. The latter. Like it's happening. Allegedly, they're leaning toward it. Is what we've heard. There's a strong, there's a strong curve for for it to make it happen. Plus, Anya Taylor Joy is on fire right now, so that's who's the the person in the running. You know, with, with the big kerfuffle that occurred with uh, the South Park thing. I'm glad uh, 
that all that you know they all had their meltdowns yeah and then just decided to double down yeah i mean now there is a female to be fair baller move i kind of respect I mean, there is a female so Silver Surfer, but we don't want to see her. It's just—it's just been nothing but chick. But shit it's your pink. It's like definitely your pinky years. toes' fault. That is your pinky toes' fault. <laughs> you gotta wiggle, <laughs> wiggle it out, dog. <laughs> Listen, this is the first time this has ever happened. Super fucking Bro. concerning. Fucking Jean Grey over here doesn't know he got the Phoenix Force <laughs> in his pinky toe. <laughs> or I come alive. Oh, man. Also, real quick, um, I just want to leave a question for anybody. I actually want somebody to send a voicemail. If you saw the Game Awards, wasn't it a little effed up that they rushed Larian on, on Game of the Year when they were dedicating it to like the person that passed away? Like, did y'all yeah. see it when the sign was like, please wrap up? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, just like uh, the God of War guy. who <laughs> was like, they won't let me do an eight-minute speech, and they started playing the music on them, <laughs> like, three minutes in. <laughs> Bro. And then the Call of Duty uh, Call of Duty devs got short with him, like, their campaign. <laughs> what a time, yo. I don't I don't know how I feel about the Alan Wake presentation, but whatever. Hear me out. That I love that goddamn song. And I don't know why, because I, I was working and I'm watching a playthrough of the game. <laughs> and then the, there's a whole there's a whole segment dedicated to it. And I'm in love with that freaking song and, and dumb dance. It has Dude Man, who was the Martian Manhunter, a fucking Supergirl. Like, it's the whole thing, yo. What the fuck are you talking about right now? Oh, you'll know. You will know it if you play Alan Wake. Like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. And then, like, midway, I find myself fucking singing the word. I... Don't don't yick on my yak, dog. Don't yick on my yak. I didn't say shit. I said okie doke. There are no hills I'm I'm willing to die on around here. <laughs> <laughs> like there ain't a single fucking one. Look, don't wiggle your toes and cause my computer to explode. That's all I'm asking for. Nah. Yeah, this is super weird. So that's never happened to either of you. Um, Nothing I can recall. I think the closest, I would say not so much me, but like a lot of the, the women, and maybe Clean can attest to this, they have these weird dreams when they know somebody's pregnant, and then like a day or two later, somebody announces they're pregnant. Or cheating. I haven't come across that one. I've seen it. <laughs> Oh, Pedro, did you? I had this dream that Ricardo cheated on Abuela. No, see, si. you know things like that. <laughs> Fucking real telenovela with it, dog. Like, like a. Uh, <laughs> Porque Maria. 
and say, yo, catch him on uh, Univision, Telemundo. What was the other one? Galavision or, or something? I can't think of what the other Spanish channel. There was like only like four or five in America. Yeah, so. that was the one that had the deathmatch uh, Lucha Libre wrestling. <laughs> yo, the, the, listen, if y'all have not seen wrestling out of Mexico, shame on you. It will change your life. Yeah, it it will. They fuck each other up. Oh, is it like bro, Japanese wrestlers? I love like when I love yeah. the retirement <laughs> matches when the two luchas are wearing the mask and when the one that loses has to take off his mask and retire. Those are my favorite ones. The the best way to describe it. Brandon, like to get into Mexican wrestling is hard. It's it's like wrestling anywhere in the world. It's very hard. A lot of dedication. But when you hit that pinnacle, yo, it's it's essentially like sumo wrestlers in Japan. You're like revered. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's one of those. If you really ever get the chance, like right now, the movie that came out, Iron Claw like learning the story of the von erickson and not through the movie just like effing around on the internet i didn't know that there were so many prestigious wrestling families like yo there's a real like like, territory days there's a real community in history like the territory days too you had the Rhodes family the flares you know Mm -hmm. you you know the, the the golden age you know Uh, yeah, that's another one. If you if you definitely get the chance, if you guys can like watch some of the matches from like the the in the Northwest. Oh, I love that. Seeing McFoley in his early early days, and yo, crazy. Before they get they got involved with like Ted Turner and all I that. I definitely uh, would dive into like a lot of Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson was my dude, and Ron Simmons too. Yeah, nah, man, that that's you, me, and wrestling coming soon. <laughs> One day. Oh man. You know what I realized in like the like last like umpteenth episodes? We don't even introduce the podcast anymore. We just dive right on into it. <laughs> We've gotten natural. You can introduce us whenever the fuck you You can introduce us at the I end of the know. show. <laughs> that's normally when we do it. <laughs> like, that's the closest to an intro, to an actual intro other than diving into the lore. But, yo, we are back. We are at the episode before the last, last episode of Dead Space on you, me, and lore. I'm, I'm the driver of this ship currently. Captain Kenny Figueroa, aka Ken Dog. Um, I'm joined by my two first mates, uh, Brandon, Brandon Wayner, known as the uh, HGTV of Fallout 74. Brandon, tell the kids what you're cooking. 76. What did you whisper? <laughs> what? 76. <laughs> 76. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. I don't know. That didn't sound like 76. <laughs> and then last but not least, my the second first mate of this shit. 
This is a man of mystery and intrigue taking power meetings this week. Jebediah Clean. Tell him what's good, baby. Oh, I fucking love that name, Jebediah. I'm chilling, man. Having a good day. Having a good week. It's a better week. It's a better week this week than it was last week. I'll tell you that much. Shout outs to the pod surviving being sick. Like everybody was sick the previous to like this week. I'm glad our immune well, systems held up. Well, it was interesting because like when we had last week, we had spoken and I was telling you like, dog, I, I really want to play cyberpunk, but my wife is sick. I haven't gotten sick at all. I've, I've I got lucky, but you guys, you guys have been sitting in it, man. Start with the family, man. How'd you survive your sickness, dog? What happened? When what when was day zero? Oh, I, I don't even remember, dude. I don't know what today is. <laughs> I just know it's Thursday. <laughs> I have to be here. The <laughs> dedication, baby. <laughs> he's oh, having man. he's having a, obsessive behavior right now. It, no man just, it's the marker just survive <laughs> the mark of the brandon the mark of the brandon yo oh lord well we're glad you're here we're glad you soldiered through it and you know are still currently surviving it well what doesn't kill me makes me stronger the way you said it was just so convincing like so, so convincing. <laughs> what about you? You had some bullshit too. Yo, it, it literally it it the day we we all last got together and we're talking, I had literally been drinking Terraflu and tea, trying to avoid it because my body knew like, oh, hey, Terraflu, fuck you're, that. you're gonna fall. <laughs> it's here, and yo, all the way into Tuesday like the worst of it and I'm still going through the worst of it it clears up and then my fiance falls next as in I wake up randomly at 6 o'clock in the morning to see her doing her best rendition of the exorcist <laughs> so, oh my god <laughs> yo I didn't know what to do as a fiance I'm like I want to support you <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember two people doing it. I, 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 I may, it might have turned into a scary movie. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. <laughs> there was this guy who used to perform miracles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, clearly he was not around. Y'all could I did not have Doom Man on speed dial because even our cat has a cold. He has a cold and an ear infection. <laughs> You didn't. You left that part out. Man, my God bless this cat. He's like chronically sick right now. Like, dude, man, looks like Wolverine mid healing after a battle with Sabretooth because his allergies are so bad. Fuck. Like, yeah, man. God, yo, like, God bless my fiance. She, we shoot him up every Tuesday with medicine. Like, the the dude's a trooper. He's he's tougher than me. Uh, Did the we're doctor here. say that he was going to get addicted to his medications if he takes too much? 
Bro, I'm just worried he's gonna like mutate and then he's gonna really run the house because like I have to remind him sometimes <laughs> I'm the alpha and then if he like out alphas me, it's just a bad time for everybody. And he's a black cat, so clearly from one black man to another, it, it never works out. If he out alphas you, I mean, I don't think he'd be having a terrible time. It's not about him. Uh, yo, like, listen, yo, this is this is how spiteful he. It sounds like you're cry sounds like you're crying before you even lost the fight. No. Is what this is sounding no, like. No, no. Sounds like there's a word for that. It sounds like what is thing it starts with a B. Uh, slow, slow down there, Truman. Because the fight's not over. This is an ongoing back and forth, and and I've, I've tested it out with my girl, and I'm trying to give you the example, you asshole. <laughs> so here's what goes down, right? Like. Me, I like if me and my girl are separated, he doesn't appear. So on Tuesday, when we need to get him medicine, all I do is I sit next to my girl, I throw my arm on her, and I literally yell out, Atlas, I'm sitting next to your mom. And this little bastard who's super sick fucking runs out like the Kool-Aid man <laughs> and appears out of nowhere to make sure that I've left five feet of room between me and his mother. So like this little, he does it out of spite. If I don't talk to his mom the entire day, I will never see him with her. But if I even look at his mom, it's on. So like every day is a power struggle between me and him. It's a powerful cat, man. Yeah, I respect, I respect the hustle. Cause it's like, yo, no matter anything you're going through, if I get next to your mom, you show up and I'm like, that's what's up. So if there's ever an intruder, I feel comfortable knowing like, all right, like if you get through the cat, then I'll step in, but I don't think you are. <laughs> you know that cat's gonna use you as cannon fodder, right? <laughs> <laughs> nah, yo, no, listen, that little bastard is like, when he was at his healthiest, I would have to like chase him around the house with the squirt gun. <laughs> Cause like, yo, sometimes I would be chilling on the couch and dude man would legit he pulls up on the top of the couch acting like oh hey man i'm just walking by you i'm gonna lay by the the window and shit i give him the look because i'm like i know what you're doing and he's like no 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 it's cool it's cool so as soon as i let my guard down this motherfucker comes back wah, wah, on the back of my head yo i'm like what <laughs> yo He's a little asshole. Like, yo, we fight. We have to fight every day. It's it's legit. It's it's a fighting game every day. Just cause he always got. He's Randy. He's Randy. Legit. He's like, I ain't hear no bell. So is this a situation that like, if you're sleeping with your mouth open, he may get his revenge of shit in your mouth? <laughs> no, no, it's not that bad. We act. That's normally when we respect each other's space when when it's time to sleep. <laughs> Oh shit! That's the ceasefire. He 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 enjoys napping, so we're like, I, right. we leave it. But when we're awake, it's on. <laughs> so it's uh, what's it? Spy 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 versus spy is how it goes. <laughs> Ooh, nice. I used to have a I used to have a cat named Amsterdam, and I used to hang out with him on my free time, if you know what I mean, where it would be a little cloudy. And he would fall asleep <laughs> under my chair every single fucking day. And I would leave him there. He would sleep for hours. Cats are great. 
They're they're cool. No, they're really cool. They're 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 dude. They're, they're people. They they just don't talk. Yet. They really are. At the end of the day, Brandon will have a cat, so he's boring. I want a cat. Can't have a cat. Gotta get rid of the dog. <laughs> we all know how you feel about the dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, Peta, get off the podcast, Peta. <laughs> Except that, except that one time, that one time I heard you say really nice things about the dog. He was really cool that one yeah. time. Yeah. Yo, none of us bought a scratch off that day. That was the day to buy a scratch off. <laughs> I'll just play the numbers of the date that episode came out. Ooh, smart. Very smart. There you go. See, you look at that. Alright, y'all, it is 20 minutes. <laughs> Introductions are done. We're gonna get into it because we gotta cover three chapters. <laughs> Perfect. I don't know what this wee shit is. I ain't covered <laughs> it's a it's a goddamn group sport on you, me, and Lore. Everybody gets a trophy, dog. So get ready. Get ready to partake. Nice. <laughs> this is when we sit at the table and start sharing bread with each other. Oh dude, right around it's the perfect time of year too. It really is. What's your favorite kind of bread? Potato. Potato. Butter's good too. Sourdough. Hawaiian's good. Sourdough's good yeah, too. That's that's where it's at. Really? What bread is it good? Just rye? Regular bland ass white bread. Rye hits the right way if you pair it with the right meat. Maybe. I don't know. That one's hit or miss. That's fair. Just not a rye guy, I guess. Do they have bread in the Ishimura? Yeah, they do, actually. Yeah, they do. Um, no it's, shit. Uh, What's an Ishimura? It's a rock village. You know, that's fair. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> on this rock village, they are serving search and rescue. So I'm going to be real with y'all. I don't know. I don't remember exactly where we stopped off. I believe we were somewhere in the middle of chapter eight. But I'm just going to give you a full recap of the beginning of chapter eight in this story. So there's that. Woo. There you go. That's the kind of enthusiasm. So let, let's kick it off, right? You have to be captivated. Ca I, yes. <laughs> captivated with my early dementia. So as forgetful as I'm getting, we're going to see that start happening to Isaac. And it kicks off with a beautiful ride on the tram back to the bridge. So as we're riding the tram, we get interrupted by Kendra. She's like, yo, this is crazy. Something amazing just happened. A ship just shocked, which is the hood term for jump space, just jumped in called the USM Valor and they heard our SOS. Oh, yes. Shit. Good freaking news, yo. Finally, something is going right. That means something's going to go terribly wrong because this is a sci-fi horror. I'm so glad you said that. And that's like their trademark. <laughs> that's like the sci-fi horror trademark. <laughs> something goes super good. You finally get your lucky break, and then something disastrous happens. And I'm going to give you a hint. It's Chekhov, Chekhov's gun. Something from an early chapter is about to come back and bite the team. So Kendra drops his good news. I hope it's like a metaphorical thing. Oh, because there could be some physical ones. <laughs> it's more of a it's it's more of a stabbing motion. <laughs> it's the best way to put it. 
righteous. So Isaac is skeptical, right? He's like, how did a military ship find our SOS? Kendra's like, dog, don't complain. Head to comms, fix it, and we'll get all the answers. So Isaac being Isaac, he proceeds, yo. He keeps it moving. You get back to the bridge. Yes, the quarantine alarm goes off. Are you accosted by slashers and dividers and leapers? Yes. Yes, you are. But Isaac has the right tools for the job. Plasma cutter, plasma rifle, plasma cannon, sonic cannon. He has a a gravitational, like, chainsaw cannon. And he rips and tears everything on the bridge. After he cleans up the room, he takes the bridge elevator to the third floor. There, Kendra calls back in and she's like, hey, there's something going on with the comms. I think someone's been listening. Isaac takes a shot at it and he thinks it's the marker, the big red alien statue device that we've seen in in Hammond's Hollow. Kendra thinks it's someone else. Calm goes out and then Isaac arrives to his floor. He enters a hallway going into comms. It's halfway normal space Ishimura hallway, tech, chairs, posters. Other half is covered in necromorph corpse. Um, excuse me, necromorph growths yeah. <laughs> whoops it, it, it's, a, it's a real tongue twister right and as you're proceeding through the double doors you see the corrupted enemy type and those are the crewmen that are assimilated and they're still alive and they shoot you know acid at you um, you could kill them but the best thing to do in the situation just run by them save your ammo So he pushes through them and he keeps moving toward the objective. And as we're going, we actually actually stumble upon another message from, well, not another message, but a message from the communications operator, Bailey. He was like, he he lists in this message, he's like, "We're, we're under attack. And the captain refuses to issue a distress call. And the reason why he refuses to issue the distress call is the mining mission on Aegis 7 is illegal, but that is yet to be revealed in, in terms to why it's illegal. They have a lawyer. <laughs> Here's the thing. More than likely, the lawyer's down with the church, so it's not going to help. And the the message actually then turns to him. It turns to the comms operator issuing a May Day announcement. And when he breaks protocol to issue the Mayday announcement, the captain immediately cuts in and turns off the whole comms array. And that's where the log ends for the the communications operator. Well, either way, Isaac proceeds. He keeps moving through the hallways and he enters where the comm array is held. And it's a giant open area. It's slightly similar to where we found the Leviathan in the food storage. But it's a little bit more opened up. Yes, the room is filled with necromorphs, particularly leapers and the baby necros. So Isaac wipes the floor with them. And once he clears the room, Kendra chimes in and she's like, hey, the military ship is in a hold position. So right now that means, you know, they're looking around, they're surveilling the area, which is a good sign. They're not leaving. Well, to send out a short broadcast, 
Isaac needs to fix the um what's the best way to put it? He needs to fix the dishes inside the um the comaray so that way Kendra will be able to broadcast a short a short range broadcast of them and be like, hey, this is who we are. Please come rescue us. There's a bunch of weird aliens on the ship. So it's a bit of a, a puzzle mini game. It's not very hard. It's, it's, it's actually very fun. After you fix the comms, you activate the relay to issue a message um, it to issue a message to the Valor. And that's where we meet a new character. The character's name is Commander uh, uh, Cadigan, and he's letting us know, hey, I'm responding to your SOS. And just so you know, this message is going to be transmitted every 30 seconds. And at this part, this is where I like to confirm Brandon's pinky toe theory of something bad about to happen. Also, we're going to pick up your escape pod, escape pod 47. That sound familiar to anybody? That does not sound familiar to me. Escape pod 47. Is that is that the escape? Is that the pod that Finn escaped on in Star Wars? <laughs> you know that would be a dope easter egg <laughs> that would be a really dope easter egg <laughs> that's way too good of an easter egg for them to use <laughs> never get it right. and ea got the rights yo shame <laughs> well i will say the the soldier's armor does look very um first order-ish in in the game so uh, that's that's pretty that's actually a good that's a good guess and i know brandon you you don't remember no, no, I definitely won't be, <laughs> won't be the guy remembering. Yo, how did Hammond and Kendra get rid of Chen? What? You remember our, our old mutated crewmate, Chen, the first dude yeah. to get impelled? Remember, Hammond got, yeah. Hammond got rid of him by sending him in an escape pod. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yup the 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 military ship is about to pick up chen chen is about to make a comeback into the story bro what <laughs> yep so now it turns into a race against time kendra tries to hail the military ship to no avail and then isaac's like um what about the long range array it's blocked she's like it's blocked it's blocked so He's like, okay, I'm going to run to the large array. I'm going to do a manual override on it. I'm going to fix it. They are racing against time to fix the communication. So that way they can warn the USM Valor to not pick up that escape pod under no circumstances. So on the way to the large array, we run into a necromorph that looks like Tyrant out of Resident Evil. Isaac's not fucking around. He don't got time. He whips out the plasma rifle and just drops the grenade rounds on him until it's, it's nothing but putty on the walls. And then we make it over to the over to maintenance in the in the comms um, deck. Isaac try. He, he puts everything. He, he turns on the override. The long range communications still don't work. And he opens the blast shields in maintenance to see out the window what exactly is blocking the uh, communication array and to our horror the leviathan is still alive so double fuck off yes yeah, so the big 
gelatinous nasty thing yep our boy literally got sucked out into the vacuum of space and then immediately clung on to the communications array and you know isaac is desperate because he doesn't even think about it he immediately lets kendra know i'm going outside to handle my business not try to fix he's like i'm going out there and, I, and I'm, I'm ripping it off the goddamn array so isaac literally gears up he he gets ready to head into the coldness of space to 1v1 the leviathan leaves the airlock the fight is on it's shooting these pustuous pod like asteroids at isaac as he's maneuvering over and and the fight is about the same as the fight in the food storage uh, the only thing is the Leviathan is a lot more aggressive and you are shooting it across space. So you happen to see out of the corner of your eye or Isaac stumble upon, he stumble upon the Ishimura's VH ad cannons or the cannons they use to like take out debris and stare, um, asteroids. He floats over, he manually logs on to each cannon and he uses it to shoot at the Leviathan like homeboy is is going ham right now he's using the cannons he's using his equipment the leviathan is shooting these pus asteroids it's still shooting out its tendril claws as well and the beast ends up taking out one of the cannons and then proceeds to then shoot a variation of the of the pus asteroids that are mines so you have to navigate isaac past these without hitting them as well as attacking the leviathan and trying to make it to the other cannon to get a little extra firepower well isaac does his best interpretation of the rocketeer he, he bobs he weaves he gets to the second cannon you can call it desperation you can call it determination he just lays down the hate. We see pods exploding on the Leviathan. There's roars, there's blood floating. And then the Leviathan, just like the fight in food storage, lays everything out at Isaac. Asteroids, asteroid mines, tentacles, all the way to the point it takes down the last cannon. So with nothing left, Eyes, your Isaac then proceeds to literally fly in closer to get better shots at the Leviathan right in its face. And Isaac lays down everything until it finally goes down. You see it just kind of finally deflate. The Leviathan is truly dead this time. You said deflate. deflate. That's kind of the best way to put it. It's like it's still there. It doesn't really leave, but it's not blocking the communications array is the best way to put it. Because you do see it a few times. I just want okay. I just wanted to make sure I, I heard deflate. Uh, yes, it's 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 yeah. Because it, it, like, there was it. no other way to like put it. Because it's just kind of like eh. <laughs> it's, it's like eh. it's down. So. <laughs> But there's no time to celebrate. Very good. There's there's no time to celebrate deflating and all that because they gotta he gotta fly back through the airlock to launch the the long range array, right? Yo, Kendra's actually happy for the first time in the game. Like she's actually ecstatic. You see like a little smile on her face, and she finally calls the USM Valor, and she lets them know to not open the escape pod. 
Multiple choice, boys. When the captain of the USM Valor responds, is it A, we heard you, we're not picking up the pod. Is it B, there's actual survivors in the pod? Or is it C, Chen? Just Chen. It's Chen. It's Chen. C C is usually the answer, so we're going with C for this one. Let's see. All right. Great choice. No, it was actual unitologist. Everything's fine, y'all. God damn it. Plot twist. Dum, dum, dum. It's not always doom and gloom. So... So when Kendra sends the message, the USM Valor responds. And to her horror, she gets to watch Chen murder the captain. And <laughs> clearly they didn't get the message in time. But it actually gets worse for Isaac. Cause as Kendra watches Chen murder the captain, he had his way with the ship in the time Isaac was fighting the Leviathan because now the Valor is on a collision course with the Ishimura and it just so happens to be crashing right where Isaac is in the large comrade room. And before he can even move, the Valor crashes into the Ishimura and he's thrown back and then oxygen escapes the room and almost dies again. That was just a lot to breeze through right <laughs> I'm starting to see a yeah. theme. <laughs> yeah. This isn't dumb. This You'll be like, and then I noticed this poster on the wall, and you can tell that the devs put it there with an intent, but an intent to mean what? Could it be desire? What do you boys think? Tally-ho, lads. And that's that's usually what you do. And then you, you go on about this poster for 45 minutes, and then we have Chen returns somehow... And crashes and kills an entire crew, jacks a ship and crashes the ship directly into Isaac on a different ship. So he Independence Day that shit. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Will Smith did. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's, he shows up in, in 9 and 10 as well. Don't worry, we got a whole lot of Chen. <laughs> But yeah, Isaac survives. He gets up. He brushes himself off. Of course he survives. <laughs> There's two more games. Oh, man. If you guys send a voicemail to you, me, and Lord, I'll tell you how he dies. <laughs> Who, me or Chen? My pinky toe ain't wiggling. <laughs> so, Chen. <laughs> oh, man. So, Isaac literally walks out of the the comms array now turned into an airlock. And as soon as he walks out, Hammond calls in. He's like, yo, what was that giant shockwave? I felt it on the crew deck. <laughs> oh, Kendra lets him know, hey, genius, remember that plan of putting Chen in the escape pod? That caused the valley to crash. And now we don't have a ship that's going to come rescue us. Hammond yells, God damn it. Has a little fit. But he's actually calling with good news. He was kind of like ducking and dodging the unitologist on the crew deck, and he found out that there's still an executive shuttle on this ship, but it doesn't have a singularity core. 
aka a jump drive so they that way they could jump into hyperspace and get out of dodge isaac says well the valor has a singularity core that's in good condition and it'll get us off this fucking ship hammond tells him like without even thinking about it i'm grabbing a suit i'm meeting you on the valor isaac fuck the cec they can clean up their own damn mess so isaac fuck yeah 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 hammond's like i'm done i quit that was hammond's resignation right there i'm fucking out of here well remember i told you that you kind of stick around with the leviathan so you have to go back out the the new airlock in the large comms array you have to fly by the leviathan and then fly into the actual door on the usm valor the part that I was very confused with, as soon as you arrive at the airlock for the USM Valor and you walk in, Hammond calls you and lets you know, hey, I'm already on board and I'm on my way to the bridge. I'm like, how the fuck did you get from the crew deck to the ship? And Isaac was closer to the ship than Hammond was. He went through the wall. <laughs> he was in the vents. He went, no, he was in the vents, dude. Die hard. It makes sense. Of course, he's in the fence. Yep. You know what's the funny part about this next section? So it's called Dead or Alive. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Wrong game. Dead on Arrival. And there's a poster I actually want to talk to you guys about. <laughs> so... Yep. He you knew. just had to he bring knew. it up, right? <laughs> I love the posters in this game. They're great. <laughs> I have the, the, just the weirdest six fucking sets with you. <laughs> Look, man, somebody tr- somebody spent a lot of time coding those damn posters into existence, okay? Let me love them. <laughs> Martha Stewart over here. I can't believe this shit. <laughs> but- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so we enter the USM Valor, and immediately you can see that the ships have better days. Not sure if it was the crash or if it was Chen. We're, that's still up for debate. As soon as you enter the USM, you already see one hallway is completely collapsed, and that's a direct way to the engine room. So clearly, you're not going to get that. But to, well, not even to your left. Straight in front of you is a very dark and optimistic message. The stars are ours. On the USM Valor. Very, very poetic. So, with no quick way to the engine room, Isaac proceeds... Sounds very communist, by the way. What, the stars are ours? Yeah. Fuck me, ours, comrade. I'm just saying, twinkle, twinkle, baby. Twinkle, twinkle. $20 is $20. Uh, bro, no, not with inflation. Uh, I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we need to have a serious conversation about about the next iteration. Oh, oh, hey, fun fact, y'all. Alleged, I'm going to say allegedly because they could change their mind. Rates may drop. Stay tuned. (laughs) Thanks, Fed. Financial news later. Um, also things are about to go from like really bad to super worse in a second. So after you see this magnificent poster, you proceed over to the barracks. 
when you enter the barracks um i really want to give it up to the designer because the barracks really look like you're in a morgue versus an actual like barrack with beds like the compartments are done well yes there's plenty of dead bodies in them uh four of them are on fire and look like the entrance into hell um very well done lots of gear in the room so don't just run through it and as isaac cleans up shop and he works his way over through the barracks um you get a call from hammond he lets us know that the valor is carrying a 12 megaton warhead in the torpedo bay and it was damaged during the crash you just take that up <laughs> it's a little bull. Yeah, big fucking deal hammond <laughs> i gotta I fucking hit my head too asshole with the ship crashing me you think i give a fuck about this torpedo <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's funny y'all say that, right? Because then Isaac, with an attitude, <laughs> lets Hammond know, I'm not a nuclear engineer. And then Hammond responds like Brandon. Hey, that's fine. I just need you to stabilize it and send it away. <laughs> just get the fuck in it. <laughs> that's really it. Yeah, I need you to figure out how to fire the motherfucker. <laughs> send it out. So that's it. Yeah, that's it. Hey, man, figure out how to get rid of it and that's it so isaac starts making his way to the lower decks <laughs> no and then i'll be damned next thing you know he's doing it <laughs> isaac clark ladies and gentlemen so isaac proceeds to the lower decks he enter he well when he hits the lower decks the door leading to the mess hall is locked so he hits the right and he walks down a long corridor but on the midway point of the corridor, not, you're not even four steps in, you're greeted by a new variation of the necromorphs. These necromorphs are known as twitchers. So essentially, in the five to 10 minutes that Chen had going full Quicksilver in the USM Valor, the soldiers on the valor began to become mutated but when the necromorph mutation began their equipment also came with a, a stasis a stasis you know module similar to isaac's but combined with the mutation the module actually got formed along with them so now the enemies move at a faster speed and are able to phase through your attacks Cool. Very cool. Thanks, Chen. He's <laughs> I can't oh man. Chen Chen is something else in this game. He is he is some he's a piece of work. <laughs> is the best way to put it. You I mean we we should be getting a uh we should be getting a spin-off. <laughs> that would be dope. Just name the show Chen. <laughs> just fought, that should be DLC. Just be Chen <laughs> just walk making his way through the ship, slaughtering people. But alas, Isaac manages to put it down, right? So this creature is coming at him at high speed. Yeah, Isaac has fed some plasma rounds into him and he's phased through each attack. But luckily at the last minute, he actually uses stasis against the creature. Stasis still works on the twitcher, so he was able to slow it down enough to dismember it. After he takes it down, he walks through the hallway to get into the briefing room. 
Not really going on here. Just kind of taking a look for some items. We see a hologram of the Ishimura already pulled up in the briefing room, which is a little odd. It's, it's just very odd, you know, a rescue, you know, would have the ship pulled up. Some can argue that it, you know, hey, the rescue was happening. Maybe that's what's going on, but we don't know. So either way, after Isaac kind of investigates the briefing room, he backtracks and he takes an elevator that's nearby. But alas, the battery is bad. So we have to double back to get the battery out of the briefing room. And then from there, we're attacked by two more of the Twitchers. You know, you got to bob and weave about the room. And if you run out of stasis, it's a very, very harder fight. Explosives are going to be your next, be next, next best bet. He takes them down. He gets the battery and he powers the elevator to finally hit that, hit the lower deck to arrive at the torpedo, torpedo bay. As you're descending down the elevator, we're introduced to another character we've heard so much about. And I also got to do a retraction. I said his name was Kane. His last name is Kind. That's just fucking drastically. Yeah, either way, it's the same guy. He, he like, y'all, the guy who killed the captain yeah, Kenny, this is, is finally this talking is to you. And he's the most polite person on the ship, actually. He's he's actually a gentleman. Um, <laughs> he's, Are you being facetious? No, no, he's actually very nice. Like, he's, he's actually pretty cool. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> So he's like, hey, I'm Dr. Terrence Kine. Um, I'm the chief officer of the Ishimura. They brought me here to study the marker. I was studying the marker for the unitologist. And he's like, listen, you can't leave. Remember Kendra saying somebody was listening to the comms? It was him. He was listening in on them. And he's, oh, shit. yep. And he's like, you can't bitch. leave. I also need your help to return the marker to ages seven. I don't know what possessed Isaac to do this next part. It's probably the concussion that he's currently experiencing. He tells this man, watch me and hangs up the phone and proceeds into the torpedo bay. And we come across the 12 megaton nuke. Um, we clear it out. We also clear out necromorphs that are hanging out. Um, Isaac then proceeds to um, dislodge the clamps holding the torpedo. Then he reactivates the generator to open the bay. And he actually manages, excuse me, he manages to restore the power in the ordnance missile control to finally send the nuke on its way. Um, he didn't really stabilize it, but he got rid of it. And that's all that matters. I mean, it's, it'll be all right. Out of sight, out of mind. That's what I always say. That's fair. That's fair. Guy logic. <laughs> so Hammond being a good manager, he calls him in. Hey, man, um, good job. You're doing great. You've been killing it this whole time. But um, <laughs> Isaac cuts cuts him off real quick. What fucking patrol brings a nuclear warhead with them? Hammond, Smart uh, hold one. that note. <laughs> Hammond, <laughs> Hammond says no clue, but I'm downloading the munitions report 
because I'm going to get to the bottom of it. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to open the path to the engine room for you. So at that point, questions are done being asked. Isaac then proceeds through the armory. And yes, it becomes a gauntlet of necromorphs. He uses plasma, fire, explosives, saws, goes through the whole nine yards to completely clear the room. And if you guys have time in the armory, there's a wonderful shooting range to check out. Just funds, fun, you know, sunshine and rainbows at the shooting range. From there, once Isaac cleans the floor with the room, the shooting range. Pretty ballsy to have a shooting range in a, I mean, a spaceship, eh? Yeah, but you, you've seen Starship Troopers. You know, you got to keep these kids sharp, man. You know, they, they get a little lazy. They do be getting lazy. The youngins. The older generation is certainly saying that about the younger generation <laughs> all the time. Well. Either way, Isaac clears the path and then he works his way over to the infirmary. Well, when you walk into like the entrance area before you're actually in the infirmary, you're actually greeted by a live soldier. And while he's holding his leg that was completely cleaned off like dude man's clinging to his leg he doesn't even acknowledge Isaac's in the room Isaac doesn't even acknowledge him they just kind of go their separate ways alright so yeah Isaac doesn't give a damn anymore he just wants to leave get his girlfriend and go so you enter the infirmary you see that it wasn't necessarily a necromorph that cut this man's leg off the, uh, the surgical laser in the lab is malfunctioning, and that's essentially what cut his leg off. Oh, well, ain't that a relief then? Yeah, you At know. he's got another one. I don't know, man. The way he was clinging to his left leg, I think that was yeah, his I favorite. I don't know. If I lose a live, I, I, if, if there's at least another one to balance me out somehow, I think I'd be okay. Like, I got ten fingers and ten... To, and I got... 10 fingers and 10 toes. I have heard you look down at your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my man said, I heard those neck muscles. <laughs> I did. I know. He caught me. Yo, are, I heard it. Aren't you on fire tonight calling stuff out? Hey, you're going to talk about posters. My man retracted his head 90 degrees. You're just on fire tonight. Thank God I'm blessed. We both know that's a lie. Oh, no, it's true. I, I mean, especially with my feet. I don't do anything without socks on except shower. I will say that's a northern really? that's a northern thing. That is a northerner thing. Yeah, I'm a socks guy. I wear socks with sandals. I sleep with socks. I walk around in socks. I walk outside with socks. But I will not, will not put my cock All in right, socks. Calm down. Never have. Wow, that that took will. a turn. I didn't know we were going there. Whoa. <laughs> it just had to be said because you know. When we're talking about socks, the first thing that people start thinking about is, you, you know, you, you know, a little big bang boom in the room. And I, is it? I like socks, but not just not that you much. You bring up socks, the first thing I think about is socks. 
<laughs> That's the end of the process. I love socks. Remember, this is. I heard. I heard how much you love your socks. Black socks, white socks, long socks, ankle socks, stocking socks. Well, they're a little itchy on the toes, but. You know, Yo, you get what I'm saying. Drew a line. <laughs> that you sent a message to somebody who listens to this podcast. <laughs> One sock, two sock, red sock, blue sock, motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god. Do Do you think? How thick do you think the socks that Isaac has on his boots right now to absorb Whoa. the sweat? This is important. Dr. Scholes is dead. Let's be real, right? Let let I I'm pretty sure at some point he shit himself. So there's shit and sweat and blood in those socks. So you legitimately think that Isaac soiled himself in the suit? I, I man, I would argue I would argue at one point. I would especially watching your friend get like not even your friend, like your new coworker immediately get you know punctured if not if not poop a little bit of pee at least a little bit of this pee. is interesting because this poses a health hazard well we don't want to do that here on the issue Bro, don't you? where we're breaking fucking mining regulations <laughs> not on space not in, not in space <laughs> we got a cult on board <laughs> i was gonna be like what gave it up the doctor's special treatment <laughs> it's getting very interesting on this ship and it's not even moving is it Oh, well, it's it's floating. Remember, Isaac got the engines back on. Mm, yes. All right, but it's not like actively floating, going, no, not actively no. driving through space, right? It's just kind of like... It's stationary right now. All right, yeah. All this shit's happening, and the ship is barely moving. Fantastic. Isn't it? When's the movie coming out? Probably, well, maybe if the sequel sells enough, potentially. Y'all, we got to pick it up. We got to keep moving. So Isaac dodges the surgical lasers like it's Resident Evil just by stasising it and then just walking by. Uh, from there, as soon as you get across the the threshold of the murder laser, you're immediately accosted by necromorphs. And if, if you do it just right, you could stasis them and kind of maneuver them, especially if you dismember one of their... Their, their little arm spears, if you puncture them, you can send them flying into the laser. It's, it's very fun. A little bit of work, but it, it's totally worth it. It is, man. It, it's literally like the scene of, of the opening of the first Resident Evil movie where the guy who looks like Hammond gets, like, lasered and toward the end Yay. of the movie. So, it's, it's really dope. Well, honestly. But... Dude, you really gotta play this game. You have to play this game. Oh, I will. It's it's gonna happen. Good, good. If you don't want to download it, it's if you don't want to download it, it's it runs really good and stable on the cloud. Cloud, do no cloud. No. You don't believe in a rainy day. Brand loyalty, baby. Let's go. Well, Hammond calls, and. Things are not looking good. To be fair, when are they? So if Well, it's about to get worse because he's like I heard Chen on the rig link. So finally Hammond's getting hit by the marker. 
And then Isaac, yo, Isaac is fed up at this point, yo, because he's fucking telling him, like, yo, he's fucking dead. And he's like, no, Chen is alive. He's like calling for Chen to respond and then immediately hops off the comms. And then Isaac has to, like, now he got to hit it quick. Like, so he starts booking it. He enters the cargo bay. And when you enter the cargo bay, you look to your left and you immediately see the, the escape pod that Chen came back on. It's a set. The best way to describe the scene is essentially watching Wolverine break out of the Weapon X facility in his Berserker Rage because the litter, the whole area surrounding where the pod was placed is covered in soldiers and blood. And I can't tell you where any of their limbs are. Well, they're not raising my insurance. So. Huh? Probably be probably being eaten by something else by now. Oh, that's coming, cause yo, State Farm is not here. Cause as soon Shit. as you take like five more steps to the right, the whole cargo bay goes into lockdown, and that's where the fun begins. It gets dark, it gets ominous. You can see electrical kind of discharge from the damage of the crash, and then from there the beacons are going. The first thing that shows up is a pregnant. After you take out the pregnant, you got more necromorph babies. After you put the babies to sleep, you got more twitchers that pull up. And they come in great force. Like, you're running out of ammo, you're running out of stasis, and you're running out of health. It's just a horde. It's a horde, essentially. But Isaac puts down a majority of the horde, and then the room goes completely red, and you hear explosions in the back of the cargo bay. You're not sure oh, what nice. it is. But you know it's a brute, and it is charging at Mach five is the best way to put it. Isaac, like a like a Spanish bullfighter, pivots to the left, hits it with stasis, and then whips out his little plat not even plasma saw. It's it's an actual space saw, and just completely dismembers the brute. Oh, so. So when the so when the brutes coming at him is this like Indiana Jones Boulder type type ordeal and he's just like trying to get out of his way or he's uh think coming to, uh, come to eat him alive Tarzan and a rhino ooh okay yeah if if I remember correctly I believe the brutes their their model is is based off or incorporates rhino features. Don't hold me to that, though. Yeah, man, I couldn't tell you. I never went that deep into it. Yeah, well, because, you know, we've, we've talked about it on the first episode. Like, the little necromorph babies, like, they've, they incorporated, oh, I forget oh, which, um, which jungle felines voice along with their screech to amplify it. Like, they incorporated certain animals and a lot of the, the enemy screams very interesting so it says here that they're reminiscent of an animal rather than a human and they're the largest of the standard necromorphs the standard necromorphs okay mm. that's fucking frightening yeah they uh, they go from says, a boss to a regular enemy in the game interesting it also says that brute's movements resemble those of gorillas as they both rely on their massive fists for locomotion there we go. Not rhinos, gorillas. So Tarzan still hits. Yep, yeah, you got it. Hey, 
Listen, if I, if I got hit by a rhino or a gorilla, I wouldn't know the difference, so. <laughs> she Actually, hey, um. That's, that's scary, man. That you know, is scary. Next, that'll be our next polling question on this episode. Do you think you could beat a rhino or do you think you could beat a gorilla? <laughs> Neither. We'll make, okay, fine. We'll put a Chen option. <laughs> we'll put a C, all right? <laughs> I can take Chen. Yo, he Wolverine the whole ship in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't me. All right, fair. Trained. Fair enough. My man said he uses a shooting range on the ship. I see you. I say fucking Chen. Hey man, that's how that's how Tony on Kill Tony got canceled. You gotta be careful with that. <laughs> Queen knows. Anyway, so that's why oh, go ahead. No, 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 go, go ahead. My bad, dog. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm keeping my mouth shut on that one. <laughs> we don't want to get canceled. But yeah, Isaac tears up the brute and, and everything goes to normal in the cargo bay. So as Isaac actually approaches the engine room door, we get a call from Hammond. He's not hallucinating, but he realizes that the USM Valor was not on a patrol. So Hammond calls back and he lets us know that the few munitions report. And he's like, I do not think they were here to rescue the team. He's like, they didn't just come with a nuke. They came loaded for war. Seek and destroy, says Hammond. He says, someone knew the whole time. Someone knew they were gonna be dead when they arrived on this rescue mission. And then the call goes out. And then Isaac walks through those doors. We kind of see, you know, some cargo packages littered about the hallway. Of course, there's a collapsed hallway in front of us. And then Isaac proceeds and he finally enters the engine room. There's two floors on the engine room. The second floor holds the singularity core that he's looking for. But he has to go through the gauntlet of fire first. So little mini game, you just got to time it right. And then Isaac charges through a little corridor that's shooting fire. So that way he could reach the circuit breaker to activate the elevator to hit the second floor. So after dodging it, he makes it to the breaker. He turns on the circuit. Elevator's good to go. And he's immediately attacked by leapers. So those are the, uh, the small muscle bros that sling themselves at you. So after Isaac introduced him, introduces them to his Tims, squashes them, turns them into pace, and then he takes the elevator to the second floor. And he hooks a left, hooks a right, and then there's just a little, just a little walkway between him and the singularity core. Isaac begins approaching. It's right there. It's in his grass. He can, he can feel it. And then just as he's like maybe five, six, seven steps away, alarms go off, biohazard detected. And then the room holding the singularity core drops a blast shield, completely secures it from everything. And as soon as that door closes, Hammond appears and he was in the singularity core room. And he's, he's looking at Isaac. He's like, yo, open the door, get me out so we can roll out of here. And as he's talking to Isaac, Chen drops in behind Hammond and Hammond is shocked. 
and before Chen could do anything to Hammond, he's a little too close to the Singularity Core, so he gets stunned or stasis for a moment. And Hammond, who's clearly feeling the effects of the marker, he's like, oh my God, Chen needs help. He's like, Isaac, we gotta open the door, get me out of here, we gotta get him back to the Killian. Killian is the ship that got destroyed with Haley. But in that moment, the stasis wears off and then Chen strikes and impels Hammond through the chest. And at that point, Hammond finally starts snapping out of it. And he's like, wait, wait, he's like, you're dead, you're dead. And he grabs Chen and immediately runs him and Chen into the Singularity Core, essentially just evaporating into nothing but particles is the best way to put it. So Hammond is completely off the board now. And oh, 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 fucking K then. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those, it's one of those days. Everybody's going so down. What was it? What was, so as, as they Go were on, wrestling, you know, for, you know, domination, <laughs> right? Isaac was un, unstasist. Remember that the blast door came down, separating him okay. from the singularity core. Okay. So he couldn't get in because of the, the because Chen was there. The system picked up Chen, and that's why the door closed. Because okay. Chen was following Hammond. See, I knew there was, I knew there was a catch. So I was like, so, so he just stood there and fucking watched. <laughs> He's just like, yeah. Essentially, yeah. You really do just stand there and watch it all happen, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, you do. <laughs> Great observation for not playing the game. <laughs> Does he react to it at all, or is he just like, yeah, whatever? <sighs> Given what I'm going to reveal to you next week, Isaac feels it, and his body language is like, it's kind of like, uh, I'm a little used to it. I already done seen all kinds of crazy ish since I've been on this, this ship. Um, but there's a huge revelation next week, a huge revelation. So stay tuned for that. But it kicks off in this chapter. Nice. <laughs> so after Chen and, um, and, and Hammond are completely wiped off the board, um, Isaac walks in the room and he glad he grabs the bloody singularity core. And then Kendra calls in. She's like, yo, what happened to Hammond? His vitals just completely disappeared. And that's where he lets her know, like, he's gone. Him and him and Chen are gone. But they can't even have that moment together. Because now the computer on the Valor goes off saying explosion is imminent. And everything around Isaac just starts exploding. <laughs> so... He has to make a mad dash out of the engine room onto an elevator that's going to take him back to the upper deck of the ship, which actually gets us into the mess hall that was locked. But of course, as soon as you enter the mess hall, it is filled with slashers. It's filled with twitchers and you have to take them out. So Isaac has to fight them in order to get to the next room as he clears the he clears the mess hall. He proceeds and then the, the system starts indicating that the heat exchanger is offline. But Isaac finally makes it back to the barracks. From there, it informs him, hey, critical overload in the main electrical grid. 
So Isaac is just beelining it out and he finally makes it to the airlock, but not in time. So an explosion immediately rocks Isaac Clark out of the USM Valor and he literally crashes into debris and like almost crashes to where the Leviathan is, but actually crashes back into the comm array, the main communication room where you did the puzzle with the dishes. So he survived the destruction of the Valor and Kendra calls back in and they have a little like, you know, team meeting like, hey, um, everything's gone to hell. There's no way we're going to survive. And then remembers, wait, 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 wait. Um, the executive shuttle on the crew deck. If we can get that ship, we can get off. And as they're trying to figure out how they're going to get Isaac into the crew deck, especially after Mercer locked it down, they see that somebody on the bridge opened the, the shortcut to the crew deck. And then Kendra's like, all right, first of all, who opened the door and who has that kind of clearance? But they don't have time to really think about it. Isaac, get your ass over to the bridge, get to the ship ASAP. And then that ends chapter nine, dead on arrival. And this leads to chapter 10, end of days. Isaac beelines it out of comms. He makes it to the main uh, atrium on the bridge. Uh, we see some growths, we see a hallway. He's booking it, booking it. He has to cut through the bridge to get back to the tram tunnels that he used as the shortcut to the bridge to get to the crew deck. He fights the leaper, he wipes the floor with them. And as he's getting closer and closer, Kendra contacts him and she's like, hey, something's affecting the comms. And Isaac's like, yeah, it's the marker. We're, it's, it's, we're gonna see, we're gonna feel and see the marker. And she's like, you know, get the core on the ship, fix the ship so we can get out of here. Um, but you're gonna need the crew deck supervisor's key. And last place she was at was the gym. So, Isaac makes his way. So as Isaac arrives to the crew deck, he has to go through every college freshman's worst fear, the common room. And as soon as that man enters the room, he is greeted by devotion. You enter this common area and you see the walls and the floor is littered with writings of from the marker in a language that you can't even interpret the room is littered with dead bodies of crewmen and these these letters and messages are written in blood and the wall in front of in front of you the, the wall that greets you as soon as you enter the room has a mural of the marker painted in blood but that's not the worst part as you're looking around this dimly lit room that's ransacked, that has candles and lanterns littered around the floor and necromorph, necromorph growths, on the other side of the wall with the marker painting is an altar made to the marker and more dead crewmen. So Isaac says a quick prayer and then he makes his way over to the zero G gym. And then from there, typical dead space, double check all the locker rooms, make sure you don't miss no supplies. There's also a cool mini game called Z-Ball or Zero G-Ball where you use your, kin your kinetic module and you shoot basketballs through holes for points and the more points you get, unlock lockers for prizes. As well as there is a rig upgrade for your suit 
in this in this area as well so don't skip it following the objective so isaac clears the room he enters the kind of like i would say the the sweet area of the gym he takes the elevator to the second floor where he finds the mangled corpse of the crew deck supervisor he grabs her keys and then he books it and then on the way back he gets attacked by two crewmen and the two crewmen happen to be pregnant so one hits you from the front another one hits you from the back isaac takes him down and then he makes his way back to the common room or the mini church that you were greeted with and then from there currently all the bodies are being uh awarded for their devotion and they begin to mutate their pastor being the bat necromorph that turns them is flying around the room turning everybody that you walk by into an enemy so time is of the essence isaac does his best interpretation of an atheist and proceeds to smite everything in the room once he's wiped the hall the wipe the the, the common room clean he then proceeds over to the let me make sure because this is there's so many rooms to keep track of in this game there really are there's a lot of rooms i when you play you're gonna realize i was not messing around <laughs> i have a i have a question about that so does each room serve a different purpose though yes sir it's it's one of those each room has something different for you I, it's the best way to put it you kind of understand the architecture of the room like why it's there like it makes sense for it to be there but it's a it's built like a dark souls game as in yeah you're gonna go a particular way but you're gonna realize it does kind of round back makes sense where is it i believe since nexus nexus we're gonna come back to it i believe it's called like the the cent the center of the nexus control nexus um for this room but either way isaac proceeds because there's there's another huge revelation in this part so once isaac clears the room he proceeds with the crew the the crew excuse me the crew deck supervisor's key he opens the door to the central nexus where the marker is actually being held and when he gets on the elevator, he goes up another floor. And when he finally arrives, we finally meet Jacob Temple, the engineer of the Ishimura. We finally meet him. Well, we the man himself, huh? The what man the, himself. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to ask. This whole time. <laughs> All right. Well, little recap time. It's going to be a long episode. So remember he he told elizabeth cross the chick who was still running the oxygen and food storage he told her hey i'm going to rescue another survivor oh, he says he's a doctor never mind. i remember now right yeah yeah dude jacob temple's about that life he's a cool dude so we finally meet him and he has he has dr mercer at gunpoint and he's telling him like yo I built your machine. It doesn't work. And he shoots Mercer. Uh, but here's the thing. Like Thanos said, you should have aimed for the head. He shot Mercer in the shoulder and Mercer stasis him. And He's right. He's die from a shoulder wound. 
Yo, Dr. Mercer ain't a bitch. Like, Dr. Mercer is about this life. <laughs> he was ready. Because. Born for this. I'm glad you said that. So he stasis his Jacob and he's holding a nail gun. <laughs> and as he's about to shoot Jacob in the face, Isaac beats on the glass and he calls out to Mercer to keep him from killing Jacob. And Mercer looks at Isaac and he's like, oh shit, you're here. So let me get my best monologue out, right? He tells Isaac he's been denied convergence once again, thanks to this ingrate. And before he can go back to trying to kill Jacob, Isaac's like, hey, 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 what's convergence? Tell me what convergence is. And then Mercer's like, you already know what convergence is. He's like, it doesn't matter the dead, the living, we feel the marker. Don't you want to be reunited with the people that you lost? And that's how you know things are going bad to worse because Isaac actually pauses for a second and actually considers it. Too good to be true. And to oh, no. <laughs> anything's possible with unitology. Anything. Well, he tells Isaac, Temple stopped me, but why don't you help me? And finally, Isaac actually regains his senses. He tells him, you and the marker can both go to hell. And like Clean said, because Mercer is about that life, he's like, huh, okay. Turns around, walks behind Jacob as he stasis and puts a nail in his head and you get to watch Jacob Temple die a slow death. Well, didn't know him long. What's, what's our kill count for this game or tonight's episode? I think we're like three. <laughs> so far. Well, if you count the bodies that were in the the one section, I mean, we can probably have okay. So 50, like, I think, yeah. <laughs> oh my! You know, I didn't check what was the crew for the Valor. I didn't see what the crew size of the ship was. I mean, it, it, it feels like I, it feels like a big. There were ship a lot of beds, and, and we're talking. There were a lot of beds. Few, we're thinking like a little bit in the future too, and. Like the future is always like and like engineers for the future are always talking about having more space for more people carrying fleets and things like that, which like Halo, that's what they did. So it would be possible mm -hmm. that there's probably a couple hundred thousand people inside that ship working. And you would probably <laughs> think that maybe like the cockpit itself would probably have at least 20 people working in there. Well, remember, the Ishimura only has 1,300 people, so I would assume maybe the Valor would probably have maybe no more than 30. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I didn't realize the size of these ships were so much more smaller. It, no, it's, it's not even that they're smaller, man. Surprisingly, you don't need that many people. It just, <laughs> it, it, the... just, it just, everything sounds so big, especially, like, when we're talking about, like, planet fracking and planet mining. Like, it, it just, like, you just assume that everything is big, which it is, but bigger. Yeah. But, the hey, you'll get to see that firsthand soon. The biggest, bigly. The, the, the dig diggler of asteroids. You're gonna, you're gonna see it real soon. But 
here's the thing right as you're watching and that the cool thing of i, I give it up to the developers because when he shoots jacob you literally see like the whole like forward momentum and everything like he falls forward slowly like blood expels slowly like it's a very well done scene and then immediately the red hulk comes back for round two it's another hunter he breaks through the glass <laughs> and you have to immediately book it out of the room so after you do the whole like buddy holly, buddy holly. you know song and dance you make Video. your way I, it's the first thing that came to mind. It's Buddy like, Holly. I'm sick and tired. <laughs> Benny Hill, thanks. <laughs> I was thinking about Weezer. I was thinking about the Weezers from the other episode. You weren't even thinking about Buddy fucking Holly. <laughs> Not then, but I was tonight. <laughs> oh. So, when you escape the hunter, you get a... You get a, a mission complete on it, right? And as you're walking through this hallway to get to the mess hall, you hear Chen's voice faintly in the background of your mind as Isaac. And fun fact also in regards to this section, you are in the vicinity of the marker. So during the fight with the hunter and the rest of your encounter in this area, the closer you get to the marker, the more your vision blurs. So as an actual game effect, you will be affected by the marker while you're in combat. Yeah, they really outdid themselves. They above and beyond. Designs aside, you're entering this room and you hear Chen talking, right? You enter the mess hall, you hear Chen's voice very faintly and he says, we sure as hell earned it. First the crash, then nothing working around here. It is very, very faint. But as soon as you get down the hall and you make that first right, it's no longer faint. He is in your fucking ear. He says, but you're on it, right, Isaac? Everything's going to be just like it was. And then his voice disappears. This is where it gets worse, because as soon as Chen is done, you know, letting you know, hey, buddy, get it together, the next mission objective appears. But the mission objective is written in the language of the marker. Don't like that. And then as you finally proceed down the hallway corridor, you kind of hit a, hit a right, and there's like a little mini bar. And when you enter, and if you have the subtitles on, you it reads corpse. This is a corpse talking to you, and it first starts out as the sound of Nicole, and then it eventually turns into the voice of Mercer. And the corpse says, I wish, I wish I could talk to you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about everything. So if you've been listening, you hear it in the intro. We've mentioned it in the beginning of the game. We're hearing that message that Isaac was listening to of Nicole to make his whole decision to come to the Ishimura. And it's being reiterated, but the thing is, I don't know if it's Mercer doing it or if it's the marker. As you proceed in the room and, and combat does erupt, the voice doesn't go away. It just, it, it keeps going for a certain amount. And you, you, clear, you clear that top bar and there's an elevator that takes you to the, um, 
takes you back down to the areas where you're going to enter the living quarters for each um for each department there's a standard living quarter there's a deluxe living quarter there is a executive living quarter and we learn a couple things in each one so as isaac takes this elevator he gets to he finally gets the objective it clears up in marker and it's like hey you need to clear the tendrils to get to the ship it's because there's multiple tendrils that have like encapsulated the the common area or the, the crew's living area that's also blocking the way to the ship so the first one is in the regular quarter so as you enter that room you hear mercer talking and for a second i thought he was actually in the room and he talks, uh, he tells this, he, t he tells you really not to fear the process of transformation or the appearance of these holy creatures. Angels too seem monstrous to the unprepared, which if you ever get the chance, Google what angels actually look like. And it is, it's horror fuel. Yeah, the way they're actually described is, is crazy. One of them was just a whole bunch of rotating rings covered in eyes. The divine is something else, isn't it? Sounds like a UFO to me. Dum dum dum. Aliens are real. So, it you come to find out when you enter the quarter, it's it's a hologram of Mercer preaching, and then the next part of the sermon goes. A moment of pain will feel humanity's ascension. Do not falter on the very brink of transcendence. But things get really weird because as you kind of walk by, like you walk by, like it's a TV sermon. It's a 700 club. I'm not going to pay attention. The sermon changes to Isaac's medical history, allegedly. And it, it sounds like Isaac might have been a patient of Dr. Mercer. He states Isaac suffers from mania delusions and violent behavior and then he asked Isaac what was the last straw no response from our hero he disregards the message and then he proceeds into the first quarter that is filled with leviathan gas if you remember when we took down the leviathan the first time we cleared the poison from most of the ship but certain pockets still existed this is one of them. So there's a couple enemies actually hidden in the mist. Uh, you clear them out. You find the tendril and it's a bit secluded behind a wall. But after you take the tendril out, the following objective is to next go to the deluxe quarters. So from there, you backtrack. You're, you know, you're greeted by an army of slashers and, and twitchers and you completely wipe the floor with them. And you have to, to clear the room so that way you can grab a battery to go back to the main mess hall. Um, from there, you get a little surprise attack from an armored slasher. Not a problem for your plasma cutter. And then you backtrack to the central nexus, which was the main room I could not remember the name of. Um, then from there, you, you can walk by the marker if you want to feel fuzzy inside some more. You start making your way to the deluxe quarters. You get a quick message from Kendra, who's still trying to reach out to Isaac to keep him on track, like hurry and install the singularity core. Um, yes, the deluxe quarters is filled with necromorphs. Certain rooms are locked and you have to go in each room in a certain order to unlock it. 
Um, one of the, the interesting rooms is one of the first rooms you go in in the deluxe quarter. And it's a woman who is laughing her head off with her left arm looking as if it was filleted by Ramsey Bolton and then a plethora of marker writing behind her. Seems like a blast. I'd invite her to a dinner party. Best, G- best game. Would you buy her a steak dinner and take her on a date? date. I said I'd bring her to, you know, dinner as like entertainment. Like imagine you went take to a party. Out. And so it was like, yeah, all right, tonight's entertainment, Deborah. And then she just starts filleting her arm on stage. Oh my god! I thought I oh I thought you're gonna be like let me use my oh, strong no. hand. That was no. not where I thought it's gonna go. Like, I'm not saying you'll be sending a good message. I'm just saying you'll be sending a message and creating a newspaper article at the same time. It's a headline. Well, instead of giving her a hand, Isaac grabs the battery out of that room to open the door that he needs to to get to the tendril, and. The next room he opens is the guest room on the deluxe quarters. And when he enters it, he gets hit with a psionic attack. And Nicole actually starts talking to him. You realize it's not necessarily an attack, but it's more of a reminder. And we as the player we get to hear the last conversation him and Nicole had before she reached out to him for help. And it goes a little something like this, boys. And the best part too, when the whole scene goes down, if you turn your character around, there's a bunch of monitors behind him, a la Matrix Reloaded, and you get to see the conversation between him and Nicole. Yo, they, they put in a lot of work, man. Very impressive. So Nicole apologizes. She's like, hey, I'm sorry, late shift. And then Isaac says Octavia. Only word he other, utters is Octavia. And then Nicole's like, yeah, how's she doing? Isaac then proceeds to tell her she's dead. She killed dad and then she killed herself. Then the church took the bodies and Nicole's like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Fucking unitologist brainwashing. And he's like, stop talking. Stop, stop talking. You told me she was herself again. You said she'd be better at home. I trusted you. God, you might as well kill them yourself. And then Nicole screams back. She was better. You told me to leave for the Ishimura. You pushed me. You know what? Go to hell, Isaac. She hangs up. And he goes, I didn't. God, no, not her too. And then the message cuts off. And that was the conversation they had that led to their falling out. That's a super sad story. Yeah, man. It's it's the grief. It 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 hits you hard. 
and you, you, uh, we as men know we have definitely said some dumb things we can't take oh, back <laughs> perks of being a dude it's like my only party trick gentlemen if you're not putting your foot in your mouth what are you doing but Isaac snaps out of it right he's like you know what I could save us both I'm gonna save us and then after he leaves this room we discover Mercer's room on the deluxe hall pretty much and we learn you know that he was deciphering the the signal of the marker and we see a hollow vid between him and Nicole where she figures out he knows how to communicate with the marker Kine might have been studying it but Mercer can actually talk to it and then she's kind of pleading with Mercer to like hey you know if you can help me, we can cure death, which is her sly way of like, yo, I need your information so I can cure this thing. But Mercer isn't dumb. He tells her, you're a woman of science, not faith. Leave the marker to me. And, you know, she tries to like extend him an olive branch. She tries to share her notes with him and he's very impressed with them. And she kind of walks off like a little weirded about the whole situation. And I believe this conversation superseded the super tissue regeneration treatment he provided that one crewman. Because he was like, yo, with her notes, this is going to be useful for my next surgery. Either way, Isaac proceeds through. He, After getting a little bit more information, he takes out the, the tendril that's on the deluxe hallway and then he moves over to the executive dorms. And on his way to the dorms, we actually stumble upon a audio log from Kine, or excuse me, Terrence Kine, the guy who I said, Terrence Kane. We find an audio log and he's actually been trying to stop the unitologist from going through with the convergence or turning into Necromorphs. He's trying to tell him, he's like, look at all the carnage it's caused. Look at all the all the people we've killed. He's like, this is not what we signed up for. He's like, this isn't transcendence. Like, he's actually trying to stop the outbreak. Then from there, we keep it moving. We head up to the executive hallway. We find the key card in the bathroom. We destroyed the last tendril. And then we start backtracking, uh, backtracking for one more tendril to clear the way to the ship. And... If you take that key and look around the executive dorm, you can look in the captain's office. You'll see a giant shrine made for the marker. You'll also find a text message from the church. Very Scientologist where they let them know like, hey, through all your donations through the years, you finally achieved level 99 ultra you're now got a, a spot on the super cryo spaceship that's going to take us to the next level. But just so you know, you might lose your seat because we can't guarantee it's like a whole great propaganda in his office. And the honestly, the best office to search is the, the first officer's office. Because he has a text log where he's like, every executive member on this ship is a uni he's like it's no coincidence he's like i know a stacked deck when i see it and if you look in his room he's the only room that has infidel written on the walls 
but from there you backtrack you go to the last room which is the crew chief's office and we finally meet professor kind in person he introduces himself he tells us listen i can't let you take the ship he's like if you take that ship and escape you will kill everyone you will kill everyone on earth and he proceeds to show you a video of what happened on ages seven it's a very short video but you see three crewmen and right around the site i guess where they retrieved the marker a giant necromorph monstrosity of a kaiju appears and then the video cuts off kind informs isaac mercer calls this the hive mind he's like the necromorphs they're not alive they all listen and respond to this thing and he's like when we pulled the marker we woke it up he's like if we can put the marker back on ages seven we can put we can have the hive mind go back to sleep which would end the outbreak and he told them amelia is the one that told them if that if they return the marker everything will, everything will go back to normal and isaac who's pretty much out of options he's like you know what if that'll stop the outbreak let's do it let's load the marker up on the ship and take it back and from there kind's like perfect i'm gonna open the doors for you just hurry up and load the marker onto the ship and we'll, we'll get everything on and popping from there, we find a text log that kind of shows that Kind is under the influence of the marker as well, but he has a theory that the marker and the hive mind are at odds of one another. Something's going on there, we're just not sure yet. Either way, we clear the last tendril in the comm officer's room that clears the way to the executive ship. We gotta beeline it back to the central nexus to move the marker. Yes, a giant fight breaks out, and it's interesting just because if as while you're fighting the necromorphs the closer and closer they are to the marker their body completely gets engulfed in a red hue with neck like with marker riding strung across their bodies i don't know exactly how if it's a positive effect or a negative effect but stay tuned after Isaac mops the floor with everybody, he activates the loader to immediately move the marker to the cargo bay on, on this crew hall to load it onto the ship. From there, he beelines it to the docking bay, clears it for supplies, loads the singularity core onto the executive ship. Nothing bad happens. Actually, that's the most smooth part of this whole thing. But before they can leave he needs to test the engine you can't you can't really you know change change it without testing it so he runs to the office gives it a little quick test run and the minute he tests those engine red hulk is back for round three and that's where the episode no i'm just kidding um honestly i was like this tracks <laughs> no no this, we're gonna wrap this up because this will actually wrap up chapter 10 <laughs> so <laughs> the fight breaks out we do not have ice this time <laughs> but we got fire so you have to maneuver the hunter just right and stasis him 
right where the executive sh ship is to run back to the office to test the engines out on him. If you do it just right, you completely knock him out in a bunch of necromorph that he brought along for the fight. And then, yo, boom, he's down, ship's ready to go. Isaac proceeds to load the marker onto the ship and everything goes to hell. A bunch of giant tendrils appeal out of nowhere, pull Isaac halfway across the ship, pull the marker into the cargo bay of the Ishimura, and when it pulls the marker, Mercer tries to get in front of it and screams, I want convergence, give me convergence, so the thing wraps Mercer, the marker, and steals it, so I don't know if he's alive. And then Isaac is clearly fighting for his life before he becomes pulverized. And that's where you got to tune in next week to see how Isaac survives. No, nope, I take it back. You're still a piece of shit. <laughs> Just kidding. This is really the end of the chapter. So Isaac kills the giant <laughs> freaking thing before it can like tenderize him. And immediately he gets a call from Kendra and Kine. Kine's like, yo... The, the monster took the marker to the cargo bay and Isaac like, listen, you're going to take the ship, park it by the cargo bay. I'm going after the marker. I'm going to kill it in Mercer and then I'm going to get everybody off this ship. And then Kendra's like, yo, first of all, this is all crazy town. Like, when did y'all hook up? Also, isn't he batshit crazy and killed the captain? And Isaac's like, yo, yes, but he knows how to stop the outbreak. So we got to try. And yeah that's it so kendra's like all right fuck it if that's what we gotta do we gotta do and isaac's like oh kendra by the way ping nicole let her know where to meet us we're all getting off this ship and that's where chapter 10 ends and we pick up on alternate solutions and the final chapter dead space next week man already the final chapter end of the road baby really did this is interesting this easily could have gone all the way to february <laughs> easily <laughs> I mean, we still got two more games to go remember we're doing it differently that falls on the people so if you want dead space 2 and 3 you gotta leave a voice message at youmeandlord.com all right well your thing Mark. i think it's still gonna happen. Because I have faith in the people. Alright, yeah, well. Yeah, I guess we'll see you at the finale. <laughs> There'll be an after party, not. Oh, later, y'all. Peace! Hey, thank you for listening, everyone. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher uh, to stay up to date on all things lore. Also, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube to leave feedback and make suggestions on what series to do next. You, Me, and Lore is an original podcast written and produced by Brandon Weiner and Kenny Gomez. We do not own the rights to any of the artistry. All rights are owned by their respective companies. Sound and editing by Kenny Gomez and Brandon Weiner. Intro composed and played by Achilles Amistat. Transitions and outro composed and played by Sam Gibbs. Both can be found on Fiverr.com. For inquiries, information, and feedback, please visit You, Me, and Lore on Facebook or email us directly at youmeandlore at gmail. Bye-bye.